This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Now let's join the hosts of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome back, Northern Tier League sports fans. It's yet another episode of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Shane Wilbur back with you again for another great episode. Joe Carrion, unfortunately, unable to be here this week, but, you know, as I always say, if one of us can't be here, there will definitely be a great show put together regardless because, you know, just like the football philosophy goes or any sports philosophy for that matter, you just got to go next man up. And uh, apparently that's what we're going to have to do this week. So when uh, the time calls, it's always good to know that I've got friends in the media world who are definitely there to help me out. And of course, uh, with the NTL fall season winding down, you know what that means. Uh, we got to get some recaps in from some of the other fall sports going on right now. So for that and uh, also some NTL football chat coming up a little bit later on uh, we'll bring back uh, Brian Fees from the Tawana Daily Review we'll have him on coming up here in just a little while all right so let's get to some of the happenings going on here in the Northern Tier League shall we because well even though it is uh, you know kind of the latter part of the season uh, even though it seems like things have uh, just gotten started it's actually a lot later in the season and uh, champions are starting to be crowned so with that uh, definitely want to pass out some congratulations here as cross-country champions were actually crowned uh, before this edition of the podcast was recorded. So uh, I want to pass out congratulations to Coach Schools and Wyalusing. Yes, the boys and the girls cross-country teams over in Wyalusing. What a great job done by them this season. Both the boys and the girls claiming the NTL small school titles on that side of the bracket. want to give a congratulations going out to Coach Gary Ward and the Troy Trojans. Uh, the Lady Trojans of Troy claiming yet another NTL large school crown. So congratulations going out to Coach Ward and Coach Schools. Of course, they've been guests along the podcast so far. And uh, congratulations to see their programs have such a great season here in the regular season for Northern Tier League Cross Country. But you know what? Don't want to leave out the boys either on the large school side of the NTL Cross Country runnings. And congratulations going out to the Athens Wildcat boys. Man, what a great season they've had. And kudos to them. This is their first NTL boys cross country title I read since 1997. I mean, that's a long time to have a championship drought and for them to be able to come along and uh, have that type of success this season. Hey, that is just awesome to see. And uh, kudos to the Athens Wildcat boys on such a great season. So, yes, again, if you are just tuning in and uh, missed out, yes, want to uh, congratulate going out there to the uh, Athens boys on their cross-country title, the Troy girls for their cross-country title in the large school, and, of course, the Wyalusing boys and girls 
for winning the NTL small school titles as well. So, yes, it's uh, awesome to see such great representation. And, uh, again, congratulations going out to all of those champions uh, here in the Northern Tier League. Hey, you know what? Volleyball season also rolling strong here. And uh, before we get into some volleyball standings, hey, want to pass out congratulations to Caitlin Callahan of the Wellsboro Lady Hornets. That's right, Caitlin Callahan recently earning her 750th kill for the Lady Hornets. So congratulations to her. Of course, we talked with uh, Coach Husky earlier in the season. You know, she said she had uh, a lot of good returning talent coming back and Caitlin uh, hitting that 750 kill mark. Well, that's just uh, a good uh, sign to show and uh, proof to back up exactly what uh, Coach Husky was talking about earlier in the season. So yes, congratulations going out to Caitlin Callahan uh, for her landmark there, earning her 750th kill uh, in Vol. Volleyball for Wellsboro. Now, speaking of the Lady Hornets uh, in volleyball action, well, you know, taking a look as the standings are sitting here at the time of this podcast recording, hey, can uh, the Wellsboro Hornets doing a great job so far? Right now, they sit second in the NTL large school standings, uh, one game behind North Penn Liberty. And how many times did we think earlier uh, in this season this might be the year that the Lady Mounties get overtaken? But so far, it is not shown proof as uh, you know North Penn Liberty right now sits with a 9 and 0 record in the large school they are 12 and 0 overall and I still don't believe they've dropped a set yet I could be wrong on that don't quote me on that but uh, just kind of reading some of the local papers and such and uh, you know some of the other write-ups that I've seen, I don't think they've dropped a set yet. And if they have, it might only be like one or two. So, yeah, still a great dominating force here shown by North Penn Liberty so far. So right now, your large school standing so far sit North Penn Liberty, Wellsboro, Athens with third, Tawanda, and Troy rounding out the large school division so far. Going down to the small school division, wow, what a great season going on so far for the Canton Lady Warriors as they continue to pace the small school division. They continue to lead that. Only one loss so far in the league and overall in general. Uh, also pacing in the small school division, Northeast Bradford currently sitting second. Why losing third? Kalineski Valley, Sayre, and Williamson round out four, five, and six in the standings. And of course, the volleyball district playoffs, they'll be coming up here in just a while as well. So we'll get an opportunity uh, uh, to talk about some volleyball playoff action coming up here in the coming weeks as well. But yes, want to get uh, some good shout outs there to the NTL cross country and volleyball action that's going on as well. Also, uh, didn't get a chance to see some of the uh, roundups from the District 4 golf standings uh, from this past weekend, but uh, I know the NTL was very well represented, so uh, sorry on that, Mark, but uh, we'll try and go back and see uh, some of that standings and such coming up uh, later on we'll make sure we get uh, some good shout outs to all of the golfers uh, earlier as well and also uh, have some catching up to do on some of the tennis action as well I know that was starting to heat up uh, for district standings as well so we'll definitely get to that coming up here in the coming weeks too but uh, yeah so far though uh, as
as I said, we got uh, football on tap, volleyball's going strong, cross country going as well. So yes, we are definitely flying along here as uh, regular seasons are winding down. And I got to tell you, I can't believe we are this late into the season. I mean, it's just shocking to think that, uh, you know, we start basically in the latter part of August. Here we are already. It's what, the second week of October, I think first full week of October. And away we go here with uh, some of this great sports action as well. All right, so now that we've got the recaps out of the way, uh, coming up here in just a little bit, uh, we're going to talk uh, a little bit more in depth on what we've seen here, including uh, you know some cross country stuff. We'll talk volleyball as well, also some girls soccer action too. That's all coming up. Uh, we'll talk with Brian Fees from the Tawanda Daily Review about that, and also coming up here in the podcast, we'll talk with Brian about the upcoming. Uh, week eight NTL football matchups as well. So that's on the horizon. And of course, a little more in-depth preview on Canton and Wellsboro, because uh, I know Chris Massey from the Sun Gazette, he's really itching to talk about that one. And uh, I was going to be absolutely saddened if I couldn't have him on the podcast this week. And thankfully he's going to jump on for that. So that's coming up here in just a little bit as well. So I'm going to step aside here for a quick break, give my vocal cords just a little bit of rest. But when we come back, I will have the opportunity to sit down with Brian Fees. That's coming up here in just a short. So kick back, relax, go grab yourself a uh, quick beverage, uh, maybe even a snack, and uh, get right back here to listen to more of the Northern Tier League Now podcast and uh, more coming up after this quick timeout. And we thank our good friends from Circle W Sports. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It's linked highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Back here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. And, of course, as I told you earlier in the introductions today, Brian Fees, of course, joining us here now on this edition of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. And, uh, Brian, taking a look in the Northern Tier League girls' soccer standings, I mean, we all knew pretty much this season was going to come down to Athens and Troy, uh, a big tie matchup uh, in their early season go. But uh, as the season is winding down, uh, we knew they actually had uh, a second matchup to come. And uh, at the recording of this, uh, they were actually uh, in the midst of that. But uh, Brian has actually uh, returned uh, from action. And uh, Brian, Athens and Troy, the second time, the second go-around. How did that one come out uh, for uh, either of those teams? Uh, Athens won 2 nothing. Uh, both goals by Abby Sindoni. Um, you know, another really good game between the two teams, but uh, Abby just uh, had a couple really good scoring chances in the first half and finished them both. Okay, so let me ask you this one. Now, where was the first matchup and where was tonight's? Um, the first matchup was at Athens. This one was at Troy. Okay, so the Athens Lady Wildcats actually going on the road tonight to uh, put themselves in pretty much uh, the clear standing now as the uh, top dog in the Northern Tier League girls soccer standings. I mean, am I wrong or uh, did tonight pretty much solidify the league for the Lady Wildcats? 
Yeah, they're a game and a half up with two games to go, so all Athens has to do is win one of the last two games to uh, lock up the league title. Okay, but as we look at the girls' standings as a whole, you've got uh, Troy now sitting with uh, their first league loss. Uh, you've got uh, Tawanda and Troy actually battling uh, later this week. I think Saturday they have a matchup coming up over the weekend. Uh, you've got Wellsboro, who's above five, 500, uh, Y Losing, who's actually sitting right about 500. I mean, uh, is it uh, not too far of a stretch to say that the Northern Tier League, uh, as we look forward to districts, could have probably uh, five teams on the girls' side heading in? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a good chance they could get that many. I mean, that's pretty normal for them to get about that many teams in the districts, and it looks like they should be able to again. And then, you know, Troy and Athens and Twanda are all looking pretty good right now and playing some really good soccer and giving themselves a chance to maybe try to do something when they get there. Okay, now I do have to make a, a quick clarification now. When I was looking at uh, Wyalusing being 500, I was looking at the league, not overall. Uh, at the time of this recording, Wyalusing actually sitting a couple games under 500. And uh, just for my own clarification, Brian, uh, it's uh, what, 500 uh, gets you into districts, correct? 500 gets you in unless there's not enough teams, and then they usually fill out the brackets to a certain number. Okay, so, but as we sit right now, why losing? I think still with an outside shot, there are still some regular season games uh, left to be played. And now, of course, uh, shifting over to the boys' side of things, and man, I'll tell you what, it seems like uh, every time I look at a sports page or look at ntlsports.com or something like that, the Athens boys just seem to be putting up, what are they averaging, about five goals a night, it seems. It seems like they just keep blanking opponents and putting up uh, more goals as they continue to roll. Yeah, I mean, Athens has been dominant all season long, and uh, you know they have a chance tomorrow to play for the uh, league title when they go out to Wellsboro. All right, so, you know, good things going with the Athens boys as well. And, hey, you know what? Let's keep uh, the overall trend going on the boys' side. Looking here at uh, some teams above 500, you've got uh, Wellsboro just behind them in the standings overall with an 11-3 and mark at the time of this uh, podcast. Northeast Bradford uh, also above 500 right now, sitting at 8-6. Uh, and six. And, of course, Williamson above 500 too. And the Troy boys are uh, still not out of it as they still have an outside shot uh, to get to 500 as well. So, so uh, it's possible that uh, we might see five teams on the boys' side get there as well. Yeah, I mean, you have some uh, pretty decent depth there, and then, you know, you have the two top teams, Athens and Wellsboro, who are playing really good soccer right now and, you know, be looking to really make some noise this year. All right, so before I brought you on here to the podcast, I was actually going through and uh, doing the congratulations uh, for the cross-country teams out there. Now, we saw uh, the Wyalusing boys and girls uh, sweep the small school, the Athens boys claiming the large school title, their first since 1997, and the Troy girls as well, uh, you know, getting their uh, claim to fame, uh, taking the large school title on the girls' side. Now, as we look uh, going forward, because we know uh, the district meet uh, will be coming up here right around the corner at Bloomsburg, I mean, the Northern Tier League, uh, are any of these teams going to be in the running for a potential district championship uh, going forward here? Yeah, I mean, the Wild Losing boys are the heavy favorites. Uh, you know, barring any type of really big injuries or anything, they should win the district title, and they would be the hands-on favorite to win the district title and to place really high at stage. This is one of the better teams in the state. And then 
Troy girls should be right there in the hunt to try to bring themselves home a district title as well. Well, you know, earlier uh, in the podcast time, I think it was, uh, you know, probably two or three weeks ago, Coach Gary Ward for Troy reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I'd really like to be on the podcast. So I had the opportunity to sit down with him. And, you know, he said that, uh, you know, his pack would have to somehow – uh, become a little bit tighter. He thought maybe this year's group was uh, a little too far spread out compared to uh, the year before, but uh, he thought if this year's group could uh, somehow uh, bring those times down and uh, be a little closer uh, in route, that uh, they'd have a better shot. But, uh, you know, I haven't really been able to see exactly uh, how they have translated, but obviously, you know, with uh, a league crown, obviously some things have gone right here for the Lady Trojans. Yeah, I mean, they, they're not Wyalusing's a little different. Wyalusing has two of the best runners in the state, and then they have four really solid at the top, and they're really a 5 deep team that's really good. Troy is not as loaded at the top. They don't have two of the top runners in the state, but they do have a pretty good pack, and they've been running pretty well together. Well, you know, that's uh, good to see that at least, you know, the Northern Tier League cross country is going to fare out pretty well here as we get towards uh, the district running. Now, uh, they still have some uh, league stuff to do, and the district running won't be uh, for at least a couple of weeks yet, right? Right, yeah. The uh, league meet is this coming Saturday, and then the district meet is uh, about two weeks from now. Okay, now where will they run the Northern Tier League uh, cross country meet? They run that at Northeast Bradford. Ah, okay. So good to see uh, all this good info. See, Brian, this is exactly why uh, when times call for it, uh, I know you are just in the know with all of this knowledge that sometimes I just don't have, and uh, that's why you are one of my big sources of information. Well, I always try to have that information there for you, Shane. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, so, Brian, we are, uh, you know, leaning on the end of the football season. Of course, uh, we'll have uh, a little bit of a preview coming up for you in just a bit as we get ready for the Week 8 action. But uh, so far here through seven weeks of the season, Northern Tier League football actually faring well. And uh, you know what? It's kind of interesting to see how the Northern Tier League is breaking down on the district hunt. I, you know, I was going through the district standings a little bit uh, earlier in the week, and uh, I got to tell you, I think the Northern Tier League has an outside shot to get what? I think up to six possible teams in the district playoffs, and uh, you know, it's it's awesome to see you know how well we're going to be represented possibly if everything falls right for us. Yeah, I mean, it looks like there's going to be a lot of teams that make it into the postseason. Uh, you know, and the big thing is, you know. Class A, especially, you've got, you know, Canton and Sayer both in there. One of them is going to have a shot to come away with a district title this year. That's very true. You know, that Class A bracket, you know, there's going to be so much shuffling, I still think, uh, through the latter part of the season. You know, uh, Canton last week, obviously, with that big win to give themselves a leg up uh, over Sayre. You know, right now, they basically sit uh, two games ahead. Now, I know power rankings and such is really how we all determine this, but uh, Canton right now sitting 7-0, and Sayre's 5-2, and South Williamsport, Muncie, and Montgomery there, uh, three, four, and five. Of course, they'll take the top four in that bracket. But uh, really, I think, uh, you know, for Sayre, even with the loss last week to Canton, really, they control their own destiny for home field. 
Yeah, I mean, Sayre's in a pretty good position there, and especially with Athens in Week 10, if they were to be able to win that game, that's a bigger school, and that's a lot of extra bonus points for you there. And, you know, here's an interesting fact as well as uh, we look at this, and coming up a little bit later on, actually, I'm going to talk with uh, Chris Massey as we're going to have uh, a little more in-depth preview coming up of uh, Canton and Wellsboro in just a little while. But, uh, Brian, you look at the, the double-A standings right now. Obviously, Southern Columbia, you know, they're sitting at the top. But uh, Troy kind of with an interesting move this week. They actually hopped Mount Carmel. They now sit second in the double-A standings. You've got Mount Carmel and Wellsboro then uh, three and four. And I think, uh, you know, this week uh, matchup with Canton now gives a little sizzle to Wellsboro because they could potentially have the opportunity to uh, hop Mount Carmel maybe and uh, get themselves in a position where they can avoid Southern Columbia uh, as early as possible. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the goal for everybody here is to avoid Southern Columbia as long as possible in the postseason. So, you know, if you can get on the opposite side of the bracket of them, that is kind of the ideal situation for all teams involved here. Now, also looking at the District 4 standings, okay, we've gone through the top four. Now, here's the bottom four as well, and here's where things get interesting. So you've got North Penn Mansfield right now sitting five, Bloomsburg six, Line Mountain seven, and Wyalusing sitting in eighth. But the interesting part of this whole thing is Tawanda right now sitting one and six. I'm a firm believer that I don't believe Tawanda is out of this thing by a long shot. I still think they can run the table their last three and somehow get into this whole fold. Yeah, I mean, Tawanda's an interesting team. They're one and six, but this is also a team that took Troy down to the wire. They took Sayer down to the wire, and they were in games against some really good teams this year. And so it is very possible to think that they could run the table and they could finish four and six and they could get their way into the playoffs. The big thing for them is it's just about consistency. That's what turned them all season long and, you know, why they're one and six right now. They look really, really good at times and haven't been able to put it together. Now, last week they did put it together. And if they can do that for the next three weeks, there's a good chance they could see themselves in the playoffs. What I think I really love about this Tawanda team right now is two of their last three opponents are ahead of them in the district standings. And it's almost like, you know, even though they rode the tough part of the wave, Coach Dossie and the Black Knights still control their own destiny. Yeah, they definitely control their own destiny. And the other thing that I really like for them down the stretch is you have Tanner Kunkel at quarterback. There is nobody more experienced in this situation in must-win games than Tanner Kunkel. And, I mean, if I'm going to be betting on one quarterback in the league, you know, this stretch of the season, it's going to be the guy that's been playing for four years as your starting quarterback. You can follow the NTL Now podcast on social media. Follow NTL Now on Facebook by searching NTL Now Podcast and on Twitter by following at NTL Now. Okay, bringing back Brian Fees here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast as we get ready to break down the Week 8 Northern Tier League football matchups. And, man, it is a big slate here this week. Uh, some pivotal matchups going up here on the slate this week. Hey, an interesting one here with the Sarah Redskins. Now, of course, uh, you know, last week uh, a kind of deflating loss to the Canton Warriors. So the Redskins now sitting at 5-2. and two. They've now got to make the trip out to Kalineski Valley this week. Now the Indians, of course, 2-5. and five. They, uh, you know, are kind of 
uh, still finding their way this year. I know they're kind of dealing with some injuries right now and such, but uh, for Kalineski Valley, this might be the right time to catch the Sare Redskins after coming off that high last week against Canton. I mean, uh, Sare's probably going to come out the victor here, but Kalineski Valley, I think, is catching Sare right about the right time they want to. Yeah, I mean, Kalineski Valley, the big thing for them is getting healthy and uh, they're starting to get everybody back and playing a little bit better here. Um, I don't know that, you know, you're going to catch Sayre too much off guard. They did lose last week and had a rough loss a little bit, and uh, I'm guessing they're going to want to get a little redemption this week. So, you know, they could be caught off guard. They also could be a little fired up this week coming off of last week. But, you know, I think Kalineski's got some, uh, you know, good weapons when everybody's healthy. And But Sayre's offense is going to be, you know, really hard to slow down. Ken did a good job last week, and it's hard to slow down that offense two weeks in a row. A preview of what Northern Tier League football will be like coming up in 2020 as the Wyloosing Rams will travel to Northwest area. Of course, Northwest coming into the Northern Tier League next season. I mean, if you're the Rams here and you know, you're playing a non-conference opponent this year but will be a conference opponent next year, uh, you kind of want to go and uh, send a little message, you know, that, uh, hey, we're the Wyloosing Rams, we're Northern Tier League uh you know, proud and pride and everything else. And, uh, you know, this is kind of the message setter. You know, you don't want Northwest coming in thinking, hey, you know what, you're going to be the newbies next year. And, uh, you know, you're not just going to come in and walk all over our league. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think if you're wild losing, you want to send a little message. And wild losing at this point really wants to get on track a little bit. They've, you know, they had that nice win at Athens and have kind of struggled since then. And, you know, they've got a lot of weapons on offense. It's just a matter of putting everything together there and, uh, you know, trying to get a win this week. One thing to keep an eye on here for the Y losing Rams, I have not heard anything since last week. Uh, again, uh, you know, I want to send out uh, some great wishes to the Y losing Rams football community. I do not know if Kashawn Cameron is going to play this Friday after he left the game last week. Uh, I'm hoping and uh, crossing my fingers that indeed he came back okay and all is well and uh, you know if he's able to go for the Rams that's definitely uh, a big boost for them if he is not and needs a little more time to uh, rest injury you know definitely want to err on the side of caution but uh, you know the Rams still do have uh, some pretty good firepower even if Kashawn uh, won't make it uh, for this ball game yeah I mean Cameron's a really big game breaker I mean he's got a lot of talent out there but they still got guys like uh, Fury and Isaiah Way out there they've got some really good weapons and you know they've got people that can do some things when they get the ball in their hands regardless of whether Cameron's out there or not. Alright so let's keep the NTL schedule trend going here and look at uh, another kind of non-conference game this week. You've got the Athens Wildcats 1-6 and six on the season heading out to Midwest to take on the 2-5 and five Mustangs for the Wildcats, you know, I, I think the one and six, you know, isn't misleading. You know, obviously they are a young team, but I think if you're Coach Young, you've got to take some positives in this season because Mason Lister, your quarterback, he is really taking some big strides this year, even as a freshman. Yeah, Lister's had some really big moments as a freshman this year, and Shane Reed's only a sophomore, and he's had some really big moments as a running back for them. They've got a lot of young kids that have made a lot of big plays, and it's a really good uh, sign for the future for them. I definitely love how that team is. You know, uh, Shane Reed, I think, has the potential to be uh, one of those uh, unsung running backs in this Northern Tier League. I mean, just watching him on film, he still has some growing to do. He'll hit the weight room, but, uh, you know, I definitely like some of the components that are coming here of this Athens squad. 
Yeah, they definitely have a lot of pieces in place. The big thing for them is just going to be, uh, you know, getting the protection up front and uh, the line play on offense and on offense and defense. All right, now we look at uh, another matchup. This will be our 95-3, the bridge game, coming up Friday night as the Tawanda Black Knights will trek to Island Park in Blossburg. Uh, the Black Knights, of course, getting their first win of the season last week. North Penn Mansfield coming into this matchup uh, above 500. Uh, this really doesn't feel like, you know, a one-win Tawanda team taking on a North Penn Mansfield team that's above 500. This more or less feels like a Tawanda team that, uh, you know, is looking looking to get into the district playoffs. They've got to go through North Penn Mansfield to do it. And North Penn Mansfield now gets to take Tawanda on on their home field, a Tawanda team that's got a lot of momentum and traditionally a Tawanda program that North Penn Mansfield somehow can't figure out. Yeah, these are two teams with, you know, two of the more established coaches in the league that have been doing this a long time. You know they're going to be well prepared for this game. And you know both of these teams really want this game. This game matters to both of them. I mean, Tawanda might only have one win, but like you said, they still have playoff hopes. North Penn is hoping to get into the playoffs and put themselves in better position in the playoff seeding. So this is a big game for both of these teams. Now, on the other side, you know, for the uh, NTL uh, matchups this week, you've got Troy taking on Montgomery. Troy, of course, they're going to be home. This will be their final home game of the season. Uh, they'll be on the road the final two weeks. They'll be at Athens uh, week nine, and then, of course, at Canton for the old shoe game uh, over rivalry week. So if you're the Trojans, you know, you're 6-1 and one on the season. I would assume, you know, the message is, hey, let's go on our home field for one last time this season. Let's just handle business the way we We've done it this year, and boy, I'll tell you what, uh, there is no more fun group to watch than that Troy offensive line. Those guys just maul, and they have just eaten all season long. Yeah, I mean, that line is absolutely dominant, and like you said, they're just going to want to go out there and do what they've done all season long and just, you know, put their will into the game and just go out there and push people around from the time the whistle starts to start that game. I mean, that is what Troy's done all season long, and that's what they're going to plan to continue to do. And, you know, I think what's kind of uh, an added bonus here for Troy is that sophomore running back Damian Landon has just found himself, you know, really appreciating that offensive line in front of him. And I'll tell you what, uh, I don't know if there is a back who lowers his shoulders and runs harder between the tackles than that of Damian Landon. Yeah, he's having a really good year, and he's really coming on as the year goes on and getting more and more dominant as the season goes on. Like you said, he really does know what he has in front of him. He's got some really big boys in front of him. He gets behind Jack and Mason Ames and those guys and just kind of follows them and lowers his shoulder. And you know, It's really hard to stop him. Mean, you've got to go through the Ames and then you got to go through him. Now the interesting thing is, and I, I kind of feel like this could be uh, an interesting test for Troy just from the fact that Montgomery, you know, they do have some receivers on the outside. Now, I know, of course, they've got to have time. They've got to have the protection and able to throw the ball. But I think if Troy lets Montgomery hang around, lets them throw the ball around a little bit, uh, this game could be uh, a little uh, uneasy, I guess, for the Trojans. You know, I mean, you're kind of hitting that stretch of games where, you know, these uh, next two ball games, you know, you look at records, you know, and kids this uh, age, you know, they have a tendency to let down. I don't think Troy can afford a letdown Friday against Montgomery. I think they've got to be ready and they've got to be alert or Montgomery could come in and uh, put some points up on them. Yeah, well, like I 
think you you know like you said and i think it's really a good point is they need to go out there and they need to uh you know just maul people from the start if they go out and impose their will right from the start then i don't really think montgomery has much of a chance to go out there and make plays at receiver if troy's out there on offense and running 10 play drives and just running it down your throat over and over and over again and controlling the clock like they like to do if that's happening then i think troy will be pretty comfortable it's if that doesn't happen and if they don't impose their will and if they let montgomery start to make plays then it could be tricky okay now of course the game of the week this week in northern tier league football canton and wellsboro it's the wiggle 100 game of the week i'll be calling that one live uh, with my good buddy bobby baker we'll be in wellsboro for that one coming up on friday night brian i want uh, some of your takes on this one i mean you've had the opportunity to see canton uh you know you know what wellsboro is all about as well uh, where does this game really boil down to do you think in your mind I mean, I've seen both of these teams, and the one thing that's really clear with both of these teams is their run games are really good. I mean, now Canton is really leaning on Uriah running the ball at the quarterback position. He's just been running the ball more and more as the year has gone on. And Aiden Hauser, I mean, there's only, there's nothing you could say about Aiden Hauser. I mean, he's just so talented. He's having a phenomenal year. He's one of the best running backs in NTL history. And, you know, it really comes down to – can can contain Hauser and can Wallsboro contain Uriah? I think what's interesting here is is I don't know if I've seen a game where two teams have to get together and really the main focus is one guy. Like it's Hauser and it's Bailey. And the coincidental thing about this whole thing is, you know, those have been the two main focal points of all this. And nobody's even really mentioning yet. You know, you still got Ben Knapp. You still got Silas Wagaman in this whole fold. I mean, there are other guys in this matchup, but it just seems like, you know, the, the main focal point has to be to stop Hauser and Bailey because that's where it all starts. Yeah, I mean, there are some really good players. I mean, Ben Knapp's one of the best tight end slash receivers in the state. But the thing is, you know, it all starts with Bailey, a quarterback for Keem. I mean, everything runs through him. The passing runs through him. The running runs through him. It all runs through him to start with. And Wellsboro, I mean, they just lean on Aiden for everything. I mean, and it's not just his running. I mean, he'll catch passes. He'll return kicks. He'll intercept passes and run them back for scores. He is dangerous every time he gets the ball in his hands for Wellsboro. Now, what's interesting about this matchup is I don't know if I envy the defensive coordinators this week for either school. I would got to, I have to think there's going to be some sleepless nights this week, just trying to figure out a game plan to stop either one of these two great athletes. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a really tough task going into this to try to figure out what you do to contain those guys. I mean, you know, it, I, I'm guessing you really need to kind of probably stack the box and really try to dare teams to throw a little bit. You know, and, you know, that's where Isaac Keene is starting to throw a little better for Wellsboro recently. He's got Wagaman and those guys out there to throw to. And Uriah can throw the ball, and he's got Ben out there. So, I mean, that's a possibility that if teams really force you to throw, you know, there's still some pretty good weapons if it becomes more of a passing attack. What I really love about this matchup, and nobody's really talking about it, is uh, just kind of following the weather a little bit closely. Uh, you're looking at temperatures, you know, probably mid-50s Friday night, and uh, it's going to be at Wellsboro. It's going to be on the turf. Now, I know this is home field advantage for Wellsboro, but at the same time, you know, I, I think that uh, these are the two best teams in the league built for turf, and I can't wait to see it on that surface. Yeah, these are two really fast athletic teams. So, you know, on the turf should be really fast, and it should be, you know, it really lends itself to both of these teams pretty well. 
Now, Brian, of course, uh, you're going to have uh, a lot of people, you know, who you are going to come across here, and everybody's going to uh, ask you, you know, for your prediction, this and that. I don't care if you give me one, but, uh, I mean, how do you see uh, this one breaking down? Do you see the Warriors remaining undefeated? Do you see uh, Wellsboro, uh, you know, maybe being, uh, you know, kind of uh, defeated two years in a row? Or, uh, you know, is this finally the time where, uh, you know, you uh, just call a plead the fifth and you just say, you know what, I'm looking forward to a good game uh i'm i definitely always plead a fifth on this i'm not really good at making predictions because i don't really tend to think that's going to work out well for me either way but i think this is going to be a really competitive game and what i really think it's going to come down to is you know when wellsboro played troy they really kind of got pushed around by troy's line a little bit and cam's got some big boys up front too if wellsboro can hold their at the line, and if they can win that battle at the line, I think it's going to be give them a really good chance. If Ken's line gets that push and kind of gives the openings for Uriah, I think it's going to be really long for long day for Wellsboro. Wow. Not only did you plead the fifth, you also gave a very good neutral-sided factor uh, on how either team could somehow pull out a win. I really respect that. <laughs> You know, I, I have to make sure that I uh, don't get myself in trouble with either of these schools here. So. <laughs> okay, well, hey, you know what? Regardless, uh, still appreciate you uh, jumping in again and uh, helping out here with this week's uh, Northern Tier League football preview. So, Brian, uh, with that, I will uh, bid you adieu, and uh, I know you're going to be out and about covering some football action on Friday. Where will you be heading this week? I'm thinking I'll be at Troy, but I'm not 100% sure at this point. All right. Well, we'll look forward to the coverage regardless, and uh, big thanks to you and the Daily Review Sports crew. Uh, you guys have been uh, doing some good jobs uh, this year, and, of course, uh, I know it's always hard you know, to try and get stringers and such, but uh, you did a good job, and uh, things have been going very well for you, the, for you guys this year. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that's Brian Fees from the Tawanda Daily Review. Big thanks to Brian for jumping on board here this week to do the Northern Tier League football preview for me here in week number eight. Always good to have somebody else to kind of banner back and forth with about football. And, uh, of course, Brian's always uh, willing and able to do so. Uh, yes, again, uh, before we get out of here, again, congratulations going out to the Athens Wildcats boys and Troy girls for their cross-country titles in the large school. And, again, congratulations the coach schools and the Wyalusing Ram boys and girls teams for sweeping the small school cross-country action as well. I know uh, those two programs, uh, three and four programs, I should say, uh, counting the large school, uh, those folks have done uh, such a great job this year. Definitely deserve uh, to be commended for uh, all of their great efforts this year as well. All right, so as time is dwindling down, I want to remind folks out there, hey, remember, keep that uh, social media love going here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Remember, you can hit us up on Twitter at NTL Now. Also, uh, follow us on Facebook. That's right. Give us a like on Facebook by searching NTL Now Podcast. And of course, uh, make sure you hit us up on Instagram as well uh, by searching NTL Now Podcast too. So definitely enjoying all of the social media love that we've been getting. But hey, always room for more. And we definitely encourage more folks to give us a like or a follow uh, along the way to uh, keep increasing the following here. Also, uh, again, uh, was checking with our good friend Ed Weaver from Circle W Sports. Big thank you to all of the podcast listeners out there. You know, he's been kind of keeping me abreast of uh, all 
all the numbers and such, and uh, the numbers just keep averaging out very well with each newly released podcast episode. So you guys have made things so awesome uh, for Joe and I here along the way. Now, I know uh, Joe's been kind of absent from time to time, but hey, you know what? That is professional life. So, you know, uh, him and I, you know, we definitely appreciate all the great listeners out there. And, uh, you know, him and I are going to keep working more and more and more to put in great efforts to make this podcast grow as we get ready to head into uh, the end of the fall season and into the winter season. So, uh, yes, definitely a big thanks to him uh, for being a part of this, uh, you know, when uh, professional life allows. And uh, he'll definitely always be uh, a big part of this podcast as well. So, yes, a big thanks to Ed for all the numbers and such. And uh, we'll gladly keep doing our best to keep making this podcast a a great listen for everybody out there. So, on behalf of Joe Carrion, uh, Ed Weaver from Circle W Sports and myself, a big thank you to all of our listeners and followers uh, out there in NTL Now Podcast land. But for that, I guess it is time to say farewell to uh, the NTL Now Podcast for this week. Hmm. When we get ready for next week, will it be still an undefeated Canton Warrior football team? Will it be Wellsboro who unseats the uh, Warriors out of the undefeated ranks? Hmm. We shall see. Going to be a great one Friday night uh, coming up in Wellsboro. Again, a big thanks to Brian Fees from the Tawana Daily Review for joining me. Folks, you've been listening to another episode of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. I'm Shane Wilbur. Looking forward to talking to you all next week on another great episode. As I said, this has been another production of the Northern Tier League Now podcast, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.